Hey, it's Andrew. Just quickly before we start this episode, I want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, the Secure Ventures Podcast. The host, Kyle McNulty, interviews cybersecurity founders about what they are building. I enjoy it because Kyle focuses on their technology, what it solves, why they build it, where it fits in the market. Also, listeners can understand the why of these startups. In some ways, it's a great compliment to my own podcast, where I focus on the go-to-market side, not on the technology side. He's had some great guests on recently, for example, the CEO of Reality Defender, when they talked about the ins and outs of deep fate detection. Uh, he's had the co-founder and CEO of Ghost Security, and also the co-founder of Radical, Chris Peterson, who was incidentally a founder of Logarithm, where they talk about the role of AI in the SOC. This is not a paid promotion. I just simply enjoy what Kyle is doing with his interviews and get a lot out of them. Check it out. It's the Secure Ventures podcast. Now on with this episode. To be good at prospecting, you've got to be okay with interrupting people. That's what you have to do to create your own opportunities. So says Jeb Blunt in his book, Fanatical Prospecting. Welcome to the Bite Size Sales Podcast, where we believe that sales is the most important team in a B2B company that complacency is the enemy, and taking bite-sized steps each day to get better at your craft is the best way to improve results. I am your host, Andrew Monaghan, and I'm using my 26 years of experience in B2B sales to bring you small, actionable ideas every day to help you get better. In the summer of 1994, I took my first job out of college and I was hired as a trainee sales rep by a small enterprise software company in London in the UK. The structure was we had a small sales team, but we also had a marketing team that fed us leads on a daily basis. And our job was to basically follow up on them and, and try and drive opportunities like that. And it worked pretty well. You know, this was uh, probably in the golden age when leads were good and, uh, People, the buyers, the decision makers weren't overwhelmed already with people trying to get in touch with them. So the, the whole format worked well. One day, my manager suggested to me that I was ready to start making cold calls instead of just doing the, the, the lead follow-up that was the common way of doing it. And I remember thinking, are you nuts? You know, you're expecting me to call someone completely out of the blue, someone pretty senior in the IT organization. You know, what the heck am I going to say to them? Um, you know, my head trash was, they're never going to want to talk to me. Uh, I got nothing meaningful to say to them. This is a crazy idea, right? Um, but you know, I, I kind of had to go with it and I was kind of young, young and foolish. So, so I pick up the phone and start making calls. And I remember the first time I actually got through to someone, uh, explain the reason for why I was making the call and I probably threw out some of the problem statements that we solved. And the guy could have paused a second and said, uh, sure, okay, you know, let's meet. And I think I almost fell off my chair, right? I was, <laughs> I was kind of blown away with the idea that this quite senior person had said to me, based on a 30-second, one-minute uh, elevator pitch almost, that he would meet with me. I was, I was blown away. And, you know, from that moment on, throughout my whole career, I've always done – prospecting like that. I've done cold calling. You know, I, I can't honestly say I've ever loved it, uh, but I've done it and I've got great results and I've got different stories, different points in my career where, you know, you know, good telephone prospecting really worked for me. Um, 
But the key about it was that I had to become comfortable with the idea that I was actually going to reach out to someone. I was going to interrupt their day, interrupt them at their moment in time and put my agenda on the table, right? And uh, once I got the head trash out the way about doing that, that's when I could actually be successful. And Jeb Blunt in his book, Financial Prospecting, talks about this under the section, The Fine Art of Interrupting. And he says, so the gurus and thought leaders rage on over whether to cold call or not to cold call. But their bluster is really just an inane argument focused on semantics of degrees, cold, warm, smoldering, hot, smoking hot, and mostly centered on how to avoid ever having to make an outbound call to a prospect again. This is why I'm going to tell you the truth, the real truth that all of these so-called experts continue to ignore and it has nothing to do with cold calling. Here's the deal. If you want sustained success in your sales career, if you want to maximize your income, then you've got to interrupt prospects. You'll have to pick up the phone, walk in the door, send an email or text message, or ping a prospect on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Facebook, and interrupt someone who is not expecting you to contact them. I.e., you don't have an appointment, or they're not waiting for you to call or write and with whom you're not currently engaged in a sales discussion. You could argue the degrees, warm, hot, cold, whatever. It could be a prospect that filled out one of your web forms or downloaded your latest white paper. Maybe they just connected with you online. It could be an old customer you're, tr- an old customer you're trying to reactivate or a prospect in your defined database or a new business that you've stopped by to qualify or a prospect you met at a trade show. No matter the circumstance, the simple fact remains that you are interrupting their day to talk about something you want them to hear, do, or buy, and you do not have a scheduled appointment with them to have that conversation. This is what gets missed in all the useless noise about how co-calling is dead. All of the talking heads who promise an easy way out, if you'll just join the little cult, ignore the real person that prospecting is so hard no matter how you choose to do it. It has never been about degree of the call. It has always been about the willingness on the part of the salesperson to interrupt. Which, by the way, is why most sales reps protest so loudly and will do anything to avoid making an outbound call. It is so much easier to speak to someone who is calling you. The problem is, most companies can't create enough qualified inbound leads to keep the pipeline full. And by the way, the reps that work for companies that do generate enough inbound leads to keep the phones ringing are making far less than sales pros who are reaching out and interrupting prospects to create opportunities. So this is what I find in my life. When I read that, you know, that that rang true for me. Um, You know, if all you're doing is following up on leads, you're not adding as much value to the business as if you're going to create opportunities yourself with prospects when you reach out to them cold and interrupt. So the real question for you as you're listening to this is how comfortable are you with interrupting? How much do you stick to your outreach plan as opposed to following up on your inbound? You know, I encourage you to challenge yourself to do it more. You will be more valuable to your employer if you're creating opportunities than if you just follow up on leads. And we get paid more to do the difficult things that bring great results and pay less if you do the easy things that create more simple results. And, you know, organizations want people who are value creators 
working for them and will commonly pay more for that than those that are not value creators. So my challenge to you is be a value creator, interrupt people and create opportunities. If you want to get the book mentioned in this episode for free, simply go to bitesizesales.com forward slash free book. If you sign up on that page for unstoppable.do, we'll send you your book on us. Unstoppable gives you habit-forming action notes on great sales books such as Spin Selling, Never Split the Difference, New Sales Simplified, The Challenger Sale, and many more. In there, you get the best ideas from these books, all organized in a straightforward and easy-to-implement way and designed for you to take action and transform your results. All of the equivalent of three cups of coffee per month. Start now and get your free book by going to bitesizesales.com forward slash free book. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with anyone you think would get value. Coworkers, teammates, your boss, your head of sales, even that guy you worked with two companies ago who could probably do with some help. In fact, just overshare it. This is one of the few times it's cool to do that. Your podcast app will have a share button. Please click it and share it wide and far. It would mean a lot to me and to the continued growth of the show if you'd help get the word out. So how do you do that easily? There are two ways. Firstly, just simply send a link to a friend. Send a link to the show, to this episode. Um, you can email it, text it, Slack it, whatever works for you and is easy for you. The second way is to leave a super quick rating. And sometimes that can seem complicated, so I've made it as easy for you as I can. You simply have to go to ratethispodcast.com slash cyber. That's ratethispodcast.com slash cyber. And it explains exactly how to do it. Either of these ways will take you less than 30 seconds to do, and it will mean the world to me. So thank you.